Welcome to another edition of IW Guide. I am Charlie Butters. I am here with our token Jew friend, Jay Gold. Happy Hanukkah. It starts this weekend. If you listen on Friday, it starts on Sunday. And uh, this is an interesting voice that I'm hearing this time introing our show. It's I told a, uh, you I want I want a wrestling belt for every night of Hanukkah sent to me from you from you and your brother. So we're working that, on it. I want that IWGP belt. Let's start with that one. Listen, it's a six to eight week uh, lag time to get anything from Japan <laughs> these days. So you're gonna have it's to true, wait. It's true. <laughs> uh, and also our uh, token e girl femboy. Uh, we have Marcy. Hi. I was wondering where you're gonna go with that one. Hi everyone. Hello. Hi. I don't know what to say. I'm just going to keep saying hi. hi. Oh, you're, as, you're as shocked as I am that Butters is introducing the show today. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I did some things. I, I stepped up when when the Hawk band was down and uh, said, I'll come back on. You know, why not? I haven't been doing much podcasting lately. So let's uh, in, case, in case you need a visual of where Jayhawk is to all our listeners, he's tangled up in landlines and uh, <laughs> and cables outside his house. Trying to so, figure out how to get his computer to work. Someone has decided to attack his modem. We are <laughs> investigating who it is. We're going to get to the bottom of this. To be fair, uh, where he lives just got internet within the last like five years. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, it's probably held to, held together with like chicken wire and like electrical scraps out of a vibrator. So I know it. They, they're going to find him in his basement tied up to one of the pillars in his basement with, with cable landlines around his neck. Man, it's still it's still shocking to hear there's places in the world that like the internet's that bad, or they just got it okay. Yeah, he lives literally in the middle of nowhere. It's ridiculous. Uh, I keep trying to get him to move elsewhere, but uh, he he likes living out there, so it's whatever, I guess. It fits his aesthetic. I mean, I guess I, I he used to live like in Warren, so it's not like completely out of the realm for him to be a city person, but to live all the way out there and. I don't know. Listen, he's a Hall where, of Famer. He's got to be away from the fans. He, Otherwise, yeah, he'll be mobbing him every chance. That's just true. Shop. He can't, the guy can't walk around without needing an autograph. He goes to the uh, local family dollar and uh, he doesn't get harassed. So that's that's what makes him happy. Yeah. That's why Dave Chappelle lives out there. So he doesn't get harassed. Exactly. <laughs> just like Jayhawk. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm waiting for, for Jayhawk to introduce uh, Elon Musk on the show. <laughs> I will be the one booing him for 10 minutes then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, there was a fight, though. Come on. There's a, there, there was a fight in the crowd. It was a major fight. No That's... one as... Okay, no one would ever boo a fight in the crowd, first of all. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, my. All right. Josh, what uh, yeah. what's coming up this weekend? What's on this weekend? Okay, so uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to do as well as Jayhawk. He normally is. He's prepared, and as some say that I might not be prepared or I might not know as much. Um, I will say that uh, December 16th, 8 p.m. Uh, ICW is doing uh, uh, No Holds Barred Ultraviolet Vortex, um, and the only one on that card so far is Abdullah Kobayashi. Um, mm-hmm. We're also gonna go with uh, December 16th is Freelance Deck the Halls. With Balls of Fury, um, Brian Keith and Mike Bailey, um, Robert Anthony and Mysterious Q. Uh, that should be a, a very interesting uh, card. Uh, no Holds Barred is also running thirty nine, volume 39 um, on December 17th at 8 o'clock. That's Casey Cato, Brandon Kirk, 
uh, Abdullah Kobayashi and Hoodfoot. Um, and then their same kind of crew, Eric Ryan and John Wayne Murdoch, Akira and the Bev. I know Butters, that makes you excited. You love, you love seeing the Bev on TV. Yes, sir. Um, and then, um, it, and then over on fight, uh, I see, uh, GCW's got America's most wanted Janela and Pagano, Masha Slamovich versus Sheik, uh, Gringo Loco and the Vipers versus, uh, Azrael commander and ASF, uh, Matt Cardona and Starboy Charlie. Um, so we have that going on as well. Uh- I, before you go on, I just hope in honor of America's Most Wanted, every wrestler comes out with their face blurred out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they're not that bright or funny to do that, so I'm, I'm assuming that's not going to happen. But um, if you know, if you get a chance, check out uh, those shows, and uh, I'm sure there's more that I missed as I um, shirked my responsibility this week uh, for what is on. But I, uh, I think, you know, as always, I'm sure when you check IWTV, there's going to be a ton of stuff on. And, um, and, you know, with the holidays coming up, Restival is around the corner. Um, so I know that there's a lot of stuff going on and, and stuff to look forward to. You might stumble across something on Fight TV. I don't know. So I, I wasn't here when you talked about how bad the UI is, but holy shit, it's really bad. You may stumble on something because you'll never find what you're looking for. And either women's rugby from France is going to come up or you're going to end up with some sort of wrestling show that you had no idea was even on there. And you could just roll with it. Who knows? Can we next week? Can we review women's rugby next week from France? <laughs> I think we're doing GCW next week, but, uh, I you know, mean, what? Since, but we'll be on the French, uh, we'll be on the same, uh, network streaming platform as women's rugby from France. So, you know, we still have a shot at that. If you ask me, <laughs> I think the the big thing that uh, it's going around right now, and uh, we'll obviously we'll find out more probably by the time this comes out, by the time this comes out on Friday, potentially they might have cleared this up. But right now it's it's being stated that AAA is not letting Viking go uh, be on any streams uh, and or video on demand. So like he's supposed to be making his debut for GCW. This is a big deal. Like I've been waiting for this guy to get his green card so he can come to the U.S. and like explode and this is what's going to happen but like they're not letting him stream so i'm like well aiw won't use them if they can't stream him um which are we sure this isn't just a rumor or is this really what's happening i mean right now i'm taking it as a rumor until gcw and other places come out and say that they can't use him on stream but i mean it sounds like something AAA would do. Like they're notorious for like pulling bullshit stunts like this. So, and they, they think it's in their best interest, but it's really not. It just makes people hate them. So we'll see. Nobody um, in the States gives two shits about AAA. So they should honestly pull their heads out of their ass and let some of their talent get some exposure here to be, let, let's be honest. Right. Um, but yeah, I was really hoping that we might get to see him in 2023 in AIW. Uh, now I think that's up in the air. If, uh, if they're going to pull that shit, uh, mm-hmm. But I'm also really hoping that we see Brian Keith in 2023 in AIW because so, he's been so blowing up everywhere. And yeah, it just needs to I have happen. a good story about Brian Keith. Uh, I saw him um, at a, at the cheesesteak place by the Expect the Unexpected show. Um, nice. Couldn't be a nicer fella. Um, but I will tell you this. I was uh, two things. I was surprised by his size. He is a little bit shorter than I, I realized because he presents so well on television. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you watched the match that he had. Um, but he was constantly pulling up, pulling on his gear. And that's, uh, and that's my, that was a, an issue that a lot of people at the show noticed was that every time he was going for a move, he was pulling up, 
his tights. And I think that gets distracting when you're, you know, if you're going to be a bounty hunter, let's not, let's not futz with the gear as much. Um, but that was something that I noticed while he was going on, uh, on Saturday at, at ETU. It might've been a minor thing where like something happened. He didn't have his belt or something happened. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah, you never know. Cause but he, I've seen him wrestle in trunks. I've seen him wrestle in, in different stuff. It all just depends, but yeah. Nice guy though. Really, really uh, pleasant dude. And uh, um, I'm excited to see him on more shows. I was glad he was up here on the East coast. Yeah. He's, he's making his way everywhere. And I think uh, he's a perfect fit for AIW. I mean, he could have a banger with a lot of people in AIW. So I'm really hoping uh, we get that because that's we'll get into it here shortly. Uh, this hell on earth show, uh, in my opinions on it, um, which <laughs> uh, people may not like, but uh, yeah, we'll get into it because I feel like there's some things to be said about <laughs> what what needs to happen. But we, we might be close. We might be on the exact same track, but we're we're fairly close. So, uh, since I'm here this week and, uh, we're going to do voicemail starting in 2023, I thought, let's test it out and see how it goes this week. So I'm going to, uh, get this going and we're going to do some voicemail calls. Voicemails. Uh, Let's do it. I love it. I I love stealing other people's uh, gimmick and (laughs) this is going to be great. I mean, everybody has, you know, the the same idea. So it's all good. Uh, I don't think anybody's upset. I mean, we got five calls, uh, one of which is uh, Ed from Pod Van Dam. So he, he got it just in under the wire. Um, but yeah, so I figure we'll, we'll ask people what their favorite match is of the year, um, that kind of thing, and kind of go from there since we're wrapping up this year. So uh, let's get started with the first voicemail. Hey, IW guys, this is the other JB here. Uh, so we're talking about favorite match slash matches of uh, the year. So, as a uh, AIW local, it's hard to choose, uh, keep it to just one for AIW. But I would point to um, the Gauntlet of the Gold um, match between uh, Runner and Kingston. Uh, just a real uh, heavy hitter. That was a that was a great one. Um, the other, this promotion isn't that great. Um, but the Brody King Fuse, um, fifth music match from Circle Six, that was also uh, just spectacular. That was a good one. Um, and then, I guess, rounding it out, I'll Put in there, um, Wheeler Yuta versus, uh, John Moxley. Um, the, you know, whenever those two get in there, it's always something great. Alrighty. Love you, love the show, love you all the time. <laughs> That's certain what's that. <laughs> certain the things ending. carry over. Uh, they were the first <laughs> caller. Uh, the other JB, appreciate you very much for being the very first caller, uh, to IW Guide. Hi. Thank you for, seriously, <laughs> thank you so much for, uh, for calling and for, keeping the gimmicks going and uh yeah well we'll i promise we're not a direct rip off of our buddies over there but we will be your uh pvd adjacent home for the future um yeah i i honestly i the anything with kingston and broner uh is is good in my book uh I, he's had so many broner on this year that it's really hard to even you know pick one that was probably the best one right that one, that one from Gaul was a banger, though. I mean, he just had one too against Dom, so that one was yeah. was really good. And and yeah, th- there's a he, there's so many, um, so many that he had. Uh, he he wrestled Suzuki too this year. So yep, he's he's one of those guys. Like he is a attraction, a special attraction to AIW to where 
I look forward to seeing who he's facing on the card and knowing that I'm going to get a fucking killer match out of him, no matter who it is. Uh, and he's going to hit somebody really fucking hard with a clothesline. That's, that's what I want out of him. That's what I get. Uh, I fucking love it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, I got to say this, uh, Josh Bishop, uh, your time with that title is limited because I think, uh, 2023 is the year of Broner. So there's a lot of options to take that, that title off of, uh, off a of bishop, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be quite the year, I think. Up next was somebody who I thought was your brother for a hot minute, and here it turns out it was just our friend Zach, uh, who just somehow sounds very much like your brother sometimes. So, or it could be a or it could be a long lost like family member. I mean, very possibly. Like Z Gold, uh, he did and ask, and Z-Gold, I did approve. Yeah, yeah, he got through the uh, board. So if he I'm, if he's feeling it, unofficial family member, we'll call him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here is Zach. Hey, IWTV guys. Uh, I wanted to call in with my match of the year. Um, I don't know if it counts for everybody, but clearly the answer is CM Punk eating those cupcakes. I've watched it a hundred times. <laughs> it never gets old. It's the best thing I've ever seen. Now, I do have a question for you as well, though. Uh, out of curiosity, um, what's some of your favorite pieces of wrestler merch that you've gotten from an independent wrestler over the year? Uh, well, have a good holiday. Thanks a lot. Bye, everyone. Mm. So See, you're. I, I thought he was eating a muffin, but I'll go with cupcakes. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> if you think about okay. it, a, a muffin is basically a cupcake is basically a muffin. Yeah, yes, but if, if he was eating a cupcake, he would have been in a much better mood. Because I, I don't know. I don't know, man. <laughs> I know when <laughs> I eat was, cupcakes, I'm in a pretty, very good mood. I've seen people eat cupcakes and be in really shitty moods. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you this: the best pieces of merch that I got this year from from. Uh, uh, independent wrestler. I have half a door sign from Bobby Orlando that mm-hmm. says uh, that says Bobby is your mom, and I have uh, a button that was popped off of CPA's shirt that he signed the button in pink <laughs> pen. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, so those are probably for this year. I would say you know are the oddest and the good, the best pieces of merch that I got. Marcy, ah, uh, I'm trying to think because I haven't really. I'm trying to think the actual number of wrestling shirts I bought this year or just merch in general. It, uh, I think, I think the, my, the only one I bought is the, the Mikey Sonic adventure shirt. Right on. Uh, I think my favorite uh, would be um, the shirt I did with Broner. Uh, the, uh, the, the um, what was that? The wrap t-shirt one. Yeah. Yeah. The wrap t-shirt. That's a good That's one. Great. I need to- I need to buy more merch. I'm just buy, people. If you're listening, buy me merch so I can wear it. Yeah, I'm gonna buy our merch. <laughs> if anybody's listening, get some our stuff. Yeah, you can do that at uh, Powerbomb. Mm-hmm. Is that what it is? No, Brainbuster Tees. Brainbuster Tees. <laughs> Way to go! Oh, you're not. I don't feel as bad anymore. No, it's okay. I can edit that out. So we're good. <laughs> no one will know. Yeah, I'll, I'll bleep it. That's what I'll do. So what uh, is it, Butters? What do you got? Uh, I think that that was my favorite was, uh, the, the shirt I did with Broner. Um, that was probably my favorite piece of merch. I need to get another one though. I think he's got it in red now, which I kind of want. Um, I really think that's it. I also have Um, one of those, um, man, bear pig Kung Fu shirts from Tyson Riggs that I like very much. I also got this, uh, toy Hio, um, art print done, uh, signed by Ethan page and Dan Housen, where Ethan page is a ghostbuster and Dan Housen is a ghost. Uh, oh, so cool. I, I really like that one too. Um, that's one of my favorite things I got this year, I think too. Mm. So, 
All right. And uh, next up is uh, Lucky 13 calling in. Our, our first pro wrestler call-in. I don't even know what I'm calling right now. I just saw... Um, <laughs> I just saw this on Instagram. Um, that means he looks. <laughs> so, anyway. Uh, Lucky 13 here. Thought I'd call. See what's going on. Um, maybe next time we'll hook up, dudes. All right. Hope you have a good night. All right. So. Best call of the day. <laughs> I just got my Lucky 13 New Jersey hardcore shirt. Uh, speaking of him. I saw uh, that. A, it looks nice. Yeah, it's really nice. He I, There was one I thought, I think he changed it. He had two designs. I guess it, this one got voted in. He had one with a horseshoe that I really liked. Um, but uh, Lucky 13 is one of my favorite people in uh, in independent wrestling. So that's that's cool that he called in. Yeah, I, I thought that was really neat. I figured you, you might have had something to do with that since your buddies with them. But uh you were very surprised when I told you. So I was. That's good on him. He's a he's a really nice guy. That's a, a cool thing to do to support. So well, hopefully he'll, he'll call too. back and uh, interact next time with uh, the the question of the week or something. We'll make sure we yeah. get that a little bit more standard for him, so he has something to talk about. Yep. Uh, all right. Up next is uh, Jayhawk, who decided to call in since he couldn't be here. <laughs> hey, Marcy, Josh, Butter, Jayhawk. Sorry I couldn't be there with you this week. But looking forward to hearing the show, hearing everybody's thoughts and memories and et cetera of hell on earth. Got a completely random question for you guys, though, and we're doing the voicemail gimmick. Who is the most random person that is following you on Twitter that people might have recognized? Uh, I was just looking through my Twitter followers the other day because I was bored before my freaking internet crapped out. Fuck Spectrum. So... A few years ago, Conan did the gimmick where he goes, if you follow me, I'll follow you. And he actually did start following me, and he still follows me. But obviously, I haven't pissed him off, or, or he would have unfollowed me a long time ago. Uh, I also recently started getting followed by John Gibbons, who is former manager of the Toronto Blue Jays and a member of the 1986 World Champion New York Mets. Oh, that's that, that's kind of a weird one. I very rarely talk baseball outside of baseball season, and... I almost never talked to Lou James from that, but all right, guys, that's all I got. Talk to you guys soon, and hopefully Spectrum gets their act together and I can be back on the show next week. So, uh, well, Josh, who's the, the most famous person, I guess, that follows you? Well, there's no two randos. Uh, the other day, Chris Van Villet, he, he started following me. Uh, really? Yeah, I have no idea why. Um, he, he I think likes he's friends your, with Steve uh, Guy. I think he likes your... Uh, your style of podcasting. He, he's, sure. a, he's a fan. All the questions you ask. <laughs> we call, <laughs> the know nothing style of podcasting. Yeah. And, then, uh, and then the other one that's super random is Cliff Compton. He follows me and I have no idea why. But uh, yeah, that's what I got. Marcy? I'm scrolling through Twitter to figure this out. Uh, I don't, that, that's out of the ordinary. I mean, like, just, uh, yeah, I guess, like, who's, like, uh, do you have anybody, like, super famous or anything like that that just randomly follows you? Or, like, that people would know of that's kind of famous? Whole lot of sex workers. <laughs> <laughs> Whole lot of sex workers. That's just, I'm good with that. that. Yep, I am good with that. So, I have a couple. Um at one point, I had most of the the stable uh, from Dragon Gate, Mad Blanky, following me. So Akira Tozawa followed me for a long time. Oh, cool. Um, and I think that was mainly due to 
um, Apollo Crews following me because uh, he was uh, somebody that came into one of our um, local companies for a while. And uh, we had like, had dinner with him and stuff like that with him and the promoter. And uh, we hung out and, and bullshitted and like recorded stuff together. And uh, so him and I became friends. So he follows me. I think that's my biggest, um, my biggest one. Fun. Apollo Cruz and Akira Tozawa. Uh, now Dan Housen follows me, uh, but he did a gimmick where he was following people. And um, Lee Moriarty follows me. So nice. All right, and it's uh, purple button time, uh, and it's uh, it's Ed from Pod Van Dam. Hey, it's Ed. Um, twenty twenty two wrapping up. On talking about our favorite things from wrestling. Um, I don't know. It was a real weird year uh, where I wasn't like super into anything, but I have put some thought into it, and I'm sure I'm forgetting shit, right? Because I just do drugs. And uh, my brain doesn't work real well, and I'm pretty, so I don't have to be uh, smart and remember things. But uh, I think my favorite match of the year just happened at the last AIW show. I think it's Kaplan, Justice, and Derek. That was fucking disgusting. That was great shit. I loved it. Love when people hurt each other. The best kind of wrestling. Funny wrestling, and then when people hurt each other. Um, like moments? You know what? I got really into Unsanctioned Pro this year, and I dig that. Those have been, like, that's been a fun company to get into. I think best show all year is uh, Unsanctioned Pro versus OWA. I think that was the most, yeah, that was the like, top to bottom card. Like, everything on that fucking rocked. Tom fucking uh, killed Riley Rose. <laughs> she was beating the shit out of them. And Dr. Dan came, and he was there with us. That was a great time. Uh, yeah, that was probably my favorite show this year. Um... Really excited for 2023. What's that going to mean now? Williams, you know, leaving. What's that? That's going to be exciting, right? New venue. Maybe a parking lot. Maybe a real parking lot, guys. This could be a positive. Let's all think positive. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> oh, oh, Jesus. You, Ed. I, I, he what went a delight. He, he did, that lovable little scamp. That's... He went on a little bit of a tangent there. Uh, but yeah, that Derek match that we'll talk about tonight was, um, that match was amazing. There's a lot of moments to that one. Um, I don't watch enough unsanctioned pro to have any comment on, to have an opinion on it. Uh, I like it. I, I like unsanctioned. I like, uh, paradigm and, uh, OWA, OWA, I've been to two of their shows. Um, and I've been to a couple of paradigm shows, so it's good. They're good. I like them. That pride show we reviewed for OWA was really good. Oh Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 there's a couple of other uh, companies I'd like to see run more in, in the next year. Uh, Southern underground. I'd love to see, um, do more, but, um, I should watch some unsanctioned. I think this year I'll definitely uh, on Ed's Ed's, uh, uh, recommendation, check out a lot more of those shows, I think. All right. Uh, well, let's get into our, uh, weekly review. The weekly review. So this week's review is AIW Hell on Earth from uh, East Lake, Ohio, for sports, uh, November 25th, 2022, Black Friday. Of course, we were all in attendance, and uh, I guess we should start off with the obvious thing that everybody talked about for ever and a day, that it took forever to get the show started. Yeah, we, we were... Uh we were standing with a, a few folks and, and Ed Battis came over and was like, he was like, 
at first we saw Thorne and he looked, my brother went over to say what's up to him. And he goes, not now. And he just storms off and he's red faced. And I see everybody scrambling. And all I hear Battis goes, I don't understand it. The, the Somebody closed the door to the venue on their landline and snapped the landline in half. And so they didn't have like a 200 foot cable line to run to the cameras. So they sent Razor Sharp out to the Circuit City or whatever on Black <laughs> Mike, Friday. Micro Center. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which is amazing that there's still a Micro Center on Black Friday. And he had to wait uh, to get those <clears throat> uh, that cable. Um, which is absolutely bonkers. Um, and everybody was on edge. And I think it, it started the night off a little bit um, with a little bit of uncertainty. And I think due to the amount of time and the weight and the warmth of that building, it kind of wore people out a little bit before the show started. Everyone was getting a little antsy too. Yeah. yeah um, honestly, like something like that. I can't believe they didn't throw a dark match out there. Uh I know Jeffrey Johns was there. Like, come on, throw somebody else out there with them. Give us like a 10 minute match, something to keep our minds occupied while we're waiting. Even if, you know, you don't know when they're going to be back to the building with the cable. As soon as they're back to the building, you can just tell them to go home. I mean, and that way it's ready to go by the time yeah. you get the cable connected. So it just, that really killed, I think, a lot of the momentum going in. Um, they were really proud of like, you know, they did, you know, probably 500 uh, without a special guest, which is super cool yeah. uh, for AIW. But at the same time, like that's there, there's been a big focus on uh, them doing production now. And they had that run of summer shows that was just crazy. And then it came to like getting back to the stuff that actually matters, uh, like that aren't, uh, you know, um, house show type deals. And this show, for being one of the big four of the year for AIW was very lackluster. In my opinion, uh, hmm. it, it had some high, it had some high moments. I mean, everybody worked hard. Everybody, you know, busted their ass. That's not on them. I just feel like you're big, one of your big four shows of the year. And you had every student that just debuted on the show. Eh, that was one of the big things I was afraid was going to start happening is we're just going to rely on them and not rely on, bringing in other talent that, you know, well, to match up with people. And I hate that. I hate well, it. Uh, I mean, in their defense and in most, and this is something I think we've talked about on the show a bit is how territorial wrestling has gotten now because of travel and expenses and things. So, and WrestleCade was going on that weekend too. So they kind of, they kind of got, you know, the short end as far as uh, talent being able to come in because a lot of that talent was, in North Carolina for those shows because I because they are so short-sighted on looking at to book things because they were so focused on everything else the months before that they literally, by the time they realized, Oh, hell on earth is coming up. Everybody was already booked. They, they, they dropped the ball on that big, like, I'm sorry, but they, they did. They dropped the ball hmm. on it. Um, in my opinion, yeah. um, I will hold them the task for certain things. Like I, I drink that Kool-Aid just as much. I love AAW. They're my favorite thing in the world. I go, I spend all my money that I have extra there all the time. I love them, Yeah. but I have things I want to bitch about. And that's one of them. I mean, I understand the concept of, okay, we'll travel this and that costs money. Well, guess what? Uh, I know you guys are making good money when you sold out that you sold that place, 500 people without a, without a special guest. I know you guys are making money. You can afford to bring in people. So don't tell me that's like something you just can't do. It's something you can do. 
Um, a- I, I feel like there's like a, a almost a laziness of booking there, uh, especially oh. with the having all the students on the show like that. Like I understand we ended up having to have a replacement because Josh Prohibition got COVID. Things happen, stuff like that happens. But to have pretty much every student on that show uh, just really aggravated me, and I'm glad I didn't drop fifty dollars on a ringside ticket for it because. Hmm. In my opinion, I'm not paying a premium price for students that they bust their ass. I mean, I'm probably going to be, you know, hated for saying a lot of this, but it just, it's just how I feel. Like I, I've supported AIW for a long time and I was told I was crazy when I said that I was really worried that they were going to start really like heavily, like being, you know, uh, relying on all this new student talent and not booking anybody else from the outside to kind of match up with everybody. I was told I was crazy. I was making up problems that weren't there. And then I saw this show and I'm like, Hmm, uh, I kind of called that one because that's exactly what's felt like happened. Uh, now, okay. obviously some of these matchups are fresh. It hasn't gotten played out to the point where we're having this match seven, eight times in a row on shows just because it's just something to put out there. Um, but I mean, there's certain things that happen like, okay, so we'll get into the rest of the show, but I'll, I'll point out like another match that like, it, it just, it just feels like there's just, you know, just, I don't know. It just didn't sit right with me. I mean, I, I, I Marcy, you want to go ahead? Go ahead. I would say there's a balance. So you can't, you don't want to rely on bringing too many people in, but at the same time, you don't want to just be the student matches. I get what you're saying. Yeah. Like, I mean, we had Masha Slamovich. That's awesome. Um, that's great. But, uh, for hell on earth, like I expected, you know, and we had Cardona. Okay. Everybody's seen Cardona. He does nothing for me. He might bump some sales here and there. Um, but then you look at what we're doing in December, we're getting Janela again. Okay. That's fine. Uh, but then we're adding, uh, the most professional wrestler, Brian Myers to that. We've already fucking seen him and Cardona a bunch this year. I don't need to see them again. I want people that I haven't fucking seen before to get a shot in this company and like do some things. I just, I, I honestly, I'm I agitated I hear, with it. Yeah, I, I see that. I see that. I was, um, and I just, I don't think, I, I, and just knowing the conversations I've had with several of those guys over there, um, it's, it's, it's honestly not the, the, the climate of, indie wrestling is not there anymore to, and especially for AIW, that is a heavily storied storyline show. It's hard. They don't bring in a guy just for the sake of bringing the person in. And I feel like I understand where you're coming from your frustration, but I, I feel like just the, the environment that we're in right now in wrestling is not, is not conducive to bringing all sorts of flying, all sorts of talent in, especially on black Friday. I just think, uh, dollars and cents wise, it doesn't make sense for a, a company to do at this point. But I get where your frustration is. I just don't. I I, I think maybe I'm just more. Um, I, I haven't seen a lot of those guys, and I haven't been back to Cleveland in, in six months. I hadn't seen any of those young guys go, so I was happy to do that. I just, I, you know, it. I think for you, it might be a little different since you do see every show. But I get why they can't bring in, you know, some of these names just because of trans and travel and things like that. I, I've had to eat that bullet for so long to the fact that like, okay, I understand how I do understand how like that process works. Okay. Like I understand yeah. the, the costs and, and stuff like that. But at the same time, I don't have to worry about that. I'm a fan. So what I want is not conducive to what they want. I want 
to be entertained. Like I always felt like I get, I get my money's worth out of AIW, even when I was buying my ringside tickets, you know, 60 bucks, damn near always felt like I was getting my, my money's worth out of the shows. I can't say that I never have not gotten my money out of it right mm-hmm. now. I am at the point where like, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm buying my GA ticket and uh, just kind of seeing how things go. And I'm just, I mean, I'm going to, I know I'm going to be entertained. There's going to be people on the card. Like Derek's going to make my $20 ticket worth it. There's always going to be people on there that are bust their ass and make that money worth it to me. Um, but I also feel like there's just, uh, just, a, I don't know. Maybe there is some lack of storylines going to like, we, we had, we only kind of had like one thing kind of playing out. Um, and it was like the finale of a best of three series, um, that I didn't really care for to begin with. I mean, it's fine, but like, I just feel like there's, there's a lot of, I don't know. Like I I had a hard time with this show. I I liked, I very much liked certain parts of it. Um, and I think everybody, like I said, busted their ass, but I just feel like, uh, overall, um, I wasn't super happy with the show. Um, and that's just me, but let's get into the matches. So up first, after our long wait, we got Masha Slamovich and we got Jocelyn Navarro and uh, they came out and they had the unenviable task of setting the pace for the night and uh, busting their asses. And they did that. They I think they did a great job. Uh, They went about 10 minutes. Uh, They had the crowd going. It was a lot of fun. Uh, It was cool to see Masha Slamovich in AIW. I was really hoping we'll see her back. Um, and uh, I think this match uh, really showcased Jocelyn. And I think that she showed she can hang with like one of the top indie uh, women's wrestlers right now. Jocelyn has become what I always thought in AIW that Allie was supposed to be um, that next, you know, big woman talent that's going to wrestle every big name that comes in. And, it, and I think Jocelyn has realized that potential she should be booked in a lot of places. And I know that we don't see her in a lot, a lot enough places. Um, I didn't realize, first of all, how tiny Masha is. She's tiny. For somebody mm-hmm. with the name Slamovich, you expect, like, you know, the, the Russian iron to come out. And she, and she is small, but she takes a beating, and the two of them hit each other hard several times. Um, and I, I was really happy that they let off with that match because it did get people into it because they were kind of out of it from the, the delay. Oh yeah, I was definitely hyped when this match got started. Yeah. Anything else, Marcy? I'm dying. You give me one minute, please. <laughs> no, but this was a really good way to start the show. Thinking about to what matches were on the first half, this is yeah, this is definitely the match you wanted to put on to set the pace, get people back in. And and I think honestly, I think Masha Slamovich is a is a top tier talent. And I mm-hmm. think seeing that Jocelyn can hang with that level, you know, we already saw her against Thunder Rosa. She, we know she can hang, but Masha is like the it girl right now in, in impact and, and in a lot of places. So it's great to see that Jocelyn is, you know, right up there and that Masha ate the pin at the end was even more surprising. So good on her for losing and helping put Jocelyn over because Masha didn't need that. And that was great. Yeah. Um, and then from there, we, we kind of, uh, we got the Duke to come out and, you know, he's, uh, going to do some crowd work, uh, which <laughs> never, never fails to elicit a response. Let's put it that way for sure. Uh, unfortunately they were, the Bitcoin boys were supposed to face, uh, euthanasia, but, uh, one of the members was sick. 
uh, with COVID. So that didn't happen. Uh, so the Bitcoin boys took on Hendricks Hawkins and Vic Vice. Uh, what are you talking about? They beat no, they beat him up so badly he couldn't show up. Ah, sure, sure. I don't know what you're talking about. There was an incident in the parking lot before the show. <laughs> exactly. If you watch, if you watch the, the cam footage from before, you can see them beating J Pro up before he walked in the building. Right after school, they said, right, "Yeah, exactly." Sure, but sure. anyway, that's, that's what we'll go with. Uh, so they beat up uh, J Pro before the match uh, somewhere in a parking lot uh, in um, some place in Cleveland, and so they they decided they were going to face some students. So Hendricks Hawkins and Vic Vice were those students. This match was all right. I mean, uh, Bitcoin boys are great. Um, they can they can you know do their tag team thing with pretty much any tag team. Uh, it's kind of a makeshift tag team with Hendrick Hawkins and Vic Vice, and I thought they did okay. I mean, I like those two guys. I yeah. hung out with with Vic Vice afterwards. What a really nice kid! Like, I, I'm happy that that I got a chance to see them. Maybe they're not an everyday tag team, but you know what? It worked, and and the Bitcoin Boys are next level. So I didn't expect anything less from them. You know, making this match entertaining and look good, and who better for those two guys, those kids? to go up against than than a, a season team like the Bitcoin boys. Uh, honestly, I'm not as, I'm not as jaded. I don't think butters as you are with the card. I really, I did kind of oh enjoy that. All I'm saying is that I don't mind them getting reps, but like there's shows for them to get reps in. It's called the Winchester, uh, not hell on earth. Uh, but okay. you know, it's fine. They, they, like I said, they, this match was, was good. Like I didn't have any real complaints from it. I mean, right. I was entertained during it. Uh, that's the other thing. Like, I feel like people are going to take it the wrong way when I say I wasn't happy with the card. I was still entertained, but it just wasn't what I was expecting because Hell on Earth has a certain level to it. If you look back at the past Hell on Earths, it's it, one it's of the one big of, four. It's like saying Survivor Series was like a massive letdown. It's, it feels like the, the Survivor Series was a big letdown. Like it wasn't a Survivor okay. Series. It was just kind of a show, which is fine. Okay, It can be a show. That's fine. But this yeah, is one it, they've historically brought out a lot of big names for. Yes, yes. Like, and I understood going in, like, hey, we're not going to have a big name to sign stuff. That's fine. You don't have to have a big name, but give me some like, okay, names on like, you know, for for matches. And like, I understand, like, it, it very much could have a hundred percent been a thing where, like you said, they were all booked up down in Charlotte. It wasn't going to happen. There wasn't anybody that was going to be able to do that. Uh, even the people like that I mentioned. So I'm curious as to who, uh, like, if if you could have told me, like, they could have brought in two more names. Let's say, who would you have said to yourself that was a fifty dollar ticket for? I'm just, I, I don't mean like not in a. I'm not doing it in a uh, confrontational way. Tell me what no, you no, think. I got you. Like, um, yeah, who would you who would you say was is like? And, and I'm talking about from the current crop of indie guys that are around that can that you say to yourself, okay, these guys are the ones that can be there. Um, who do you think? Uh, I think, let's see. I, I would definitely say like Brian Keith would, is mm-hmm. one. Like, I feel like he's just, he would fit AIW perfectly. And I know he double booked himself cause he was supposed to be on the show. Alec price. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, that so was I, my number one. I understand why he wasn't there. Cause he did double book himself. Cause they, he would have been on the card. Yep. Um, I think he would, he makes it worth it. He is uh, a top tier talent to me. I don't know, man. I feel like the, the there's so a. T- can I just? I'll give you my. I just want to give you some like an opinion of mine that and see what your thoughts are, right? Okay. So I went to that ETU show mm-hmm. on on Saturday night in Ridgefield Park. 
that the first row was a $40 ticket. There were like 30 people in there, maybe, you know, maybe 40 people. They had Brian Keith on the card. They had um, a few names and the, the, the show was absolutely horrible. So I honestly, I don't, I don't know if, if because of the names on there would have made it that much better, but um, I think, I, I know what you're looking for, but I think the the entertainment level did not match the ticket price. And I don't want, uh, I'm just saying like, I, I wouldn't want to like devalue the show because just bringing in a name just for the sake of bringing the name. In. So I'll tell you right now, the $50 ticket price was 110% made up by that triple threat match that happened on this card. Okay. Uh, that was something that, I mean, they fucking blood buckets. Like we'll get there. That match a hundred percent was a $50 ticket match right there right. off the bat. Um, there was about three matches, four matches that like out of this entire card, like about half the card I, I did enjoy. And I, I would have paid good money to see. I mean, I did pay my good money to see. So like, I, I didn't need to be ringside for it there because there's not a bad seat in the house there. Um, but if I had to be like ringside, like, it, you know, if it was a certain other show where you had to be ringside, I probably would have paid for about half that card. Um, okay. I just, uh, there was just some of it that I didn't need. Um, I didn't need to see or like, it was just whatever. It was background noise to, to eating candy and hanging out with my friends <laughs> uh, at, the, at certain points. So, I mean, I kind of felt like, uh, at, at some points where like the, the wrestling was going on and I just kind of had my back to it, but I, I really didn't, I, I watched all of it, but it just, I yeah. was, you know, eating candy, talking with my friends, bullshit and that kind of thing. So, okay. Uh, up next, the final of the trilogy, uh, Shaw Mason and Cisco silver. I like that uh, Shaw Mason kid a lot. Uh, He's all right. <laughs> I remember from that night. He's all right. Uh, the fact that uh, his family doesn't know wrestling fan etiquette is starting to get uh, annoying to the fact that where they came and put their shit where I was sitting and wouldn't move out of my way to let me sit down in my seat because they had their beers and their coats on my seat. The other weird thing is anytime any of us like stood up to go to the bathroom or whatever, somebody tried to like take our seat real quick just to sit until that person came back from the bathroom because they didn't want to stand. Uh, and it was really bizarre, really weird, that is uh, weird behavior. I don't like it. And uh, I'm kind of over the like ridiculous what? amount of like pushing what they're doing. Like I get, there's always going to be learn. one. Like I know we had the Barkley nation. We had yeah. the Bishop brigade. We had all these. I'm ready for that to go away already. I'm so <laughs> tired of it. I'm like, glad I got that out of you. My God. <laughs> So glad I got that out of you. I told you I'm going to, I'm going to bitch this whole entire thing, but it's only because I feel like I've heard so much like back padding from everybody in the company and from all the fans, like the hardcore Kool-Aid drinkers, that they needed, like there needs to be a little bit of a reality check. Like other people don't feel a hundred percent that way. And I, and I'll be the pariah, I guess, for it because I'm going to probably get torn apart. Like, well, you're wrong here. You're wrong here. That's fine. I can be wrong. It's just my opinion. I can have all press is good press. So pissed off that night. Dude, I was so annoyed. Like, so annoyed by these people. I'm so it's tired so, of it. It's so and funny. Like, like I, I feel like we had a completely opposite experience. Like, I had the happiest day. <laughs> I was at Culver's eating sandwiches with my brother. We were at the bar all day with a big crew, enjoying ourselves. We were hanging out at the show. I got all this good stuff. Like, I just had such a good time and felt so good about the about the entire night that 
I feel like we were we were in a different world at that point. <laughs> I called off of work, so it was right. I got to see Marcy, been. and yeah. I mean, I hung out with Marcy. We all hung out, you know, before we had like fun. We had I don't plenty think, of time. I don't think there's a dispute about that. No, mm-hmm. no, it, I had fun. Like it was but the card in question. There's, you know, there's, there's, there's I was I very much. I very much like Shaw Mason. I do. I like I like the whole thing. They have something with this guy. They really do. Um, I, again, I'm not saying he's not talented because he very much is. I think Cisco Silver is even talented. Uh, uh, you know, I think they 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 gel together very well. Um, for this being the third match, I kind of wanted two out of three falls. I know we just did that recently with Jocelyn and Katie Arquette, but I feel like this needed something for being the third match. Yeah. Uh, some type of like submission only something in there to kind of be the big blow off. Give me a gimmick. Give me something in there for this being the big blow off, like two out of three falls. Uh, you know, I don't need them to be like have a no world barbed wire match or something, but like, give me what something. What they that- did though. But what if they did? It would have been very bizarre, and I would have been like, I just need Can to see this spectacle. If that was the, if that was the, sh- the, the match on the third match of the card, a no ropes barbed wire match <laughs> between Shaw Mason and Cisco Silver. After a 45 minute delay, <laughs> that's some create a pro wrestler type of shit right there. And WWE 2K22, that would have been amazing. If you had Pedro out there, trying to put up barbed wire at 8.45 at night while everybody was so tired from the heat in the room and waiting all night. That would have been absolutely amazing. I would have given any amount of money for that. I I needed something. I'm not saying that's needed like some crazy ending, but I feel like it just needed something. Um, Yeah. It was still an okay match. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, Uh, anybody else have anything on that before we move on? I have no thoughts on this match. (laughs) Okay. Uh, so then up next, we had members only take on Philly and Marino. Philly and Marino, like when they they started doing their broski thing uh, earlier this year, like I really like lost interest in them. And then I got it back within the last couple of shows. I've really started mm-hmm. enjoying them again. Members only has been excellent uh, since they debuted. I really enjoy watching them uh, develop. Yeah. And uh, this match was really fun. Uh, heel philly is amazing heel philly is amazing philly and marino is starting to be a body guy so you have heel philly and you have marino who's all jacked up now Mm -hmm. it's good i I like it i like the way i like it a lot yeah they're really they're really hitting their stride as far as like once they've done done the switch over i don't want them to like not i want them to continue getting better like i i thought when they won the tag titles what in 2019 the the rocket ship or whatever they we're starting to show up in a lot of places. I really would like to see them again uh, doing it more. And I'm honestly, it, it feels really good to see a, a group of like like members only. Now I think are the Rise Tag Team Champions. That it's awesome. Like what? Look at these guys. Look how far they've come from that first oh, from that match that they their first match from El Ninja Uno and everything else. It's it's amazing. Good for them. Like I'm, I'm always happy to see their ascension. So there's, I, I honestly had nothing but good vibes in this match. Uh, unless you want to tear it down, butters. I, I, <laughs> I had some very good vibes going on in that match. I told you I enjoyed it. It was all right. Yeah. All right. Uh, and then we had uh, Isaiah Brunner against uh, Dominic Garini. Do it. That uh, was it. This, this was a banger, man. This was, this, this is what, like what I, when I saw this on the, on the, card i was like all right this is gonna be uh a very good match you know the dom is uh very much the uh 
the standard bearer for AIW and Brad Broner has been going through everybody. And this is just another, another step in that, uh, a rise for him. Uh, I hate to call Dominic a step like that, but, uh, this is kind of like what I felt like it was like, you know, uh, Dom and, and Broner had a good match. This is, this is a, a hit hard. And, and if that's, you, oh, if they you're hit, sitting they next to Reese, so hard. if you were sitting next to Reese, you would have heard him lose his absolute mind when they, just screaming big meaty men slapping meat. It was hilarious to stand next to Reese during that and to see how excited he was. And they, yep, they hit each other. I don't, I don't know how these two got, like I saw them at the after show after party and they were, I mean, I don't know how you can be just fine. Like you walk it into a bar, just like all like, like nothing happened. Like you just spent the day, you know, sitting on a, on a playground on riding a swing, you know, it's amazing. The recovery, and how good they are at what they do there because it told a really nice story. They're just built differently. They are. Yeah. They are. Yeah, truly. Yep. Great match, though. Uh, then we had a uh, balking season against uh, nine to five for the AIW tag team titles. And I, I honestly, I love bulking season. I thought this match was a little off. I don't know if you felt like that too, but I felt there was something. I don't know. There was just something off, maybe half a step, a split second on almost every one of their like big moves. I felt something was a little off. I enjoyed the match, but not there's just something didn't didn't click with me while I was watching it. So, look, I like bulking season. However, their uh, tag team title ascension has not been a fun story to me. Like, it's not something I care about. Um, I don't oh. think I don't know. I, th- I feel like they're they're not the 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 highest uh, epitome of what an AIW tag team is. I mean, they're, they're an okay tag team, but they're not top of the mountain tag teams. And the fact that there were kind of getting like this run with them is like, okay to me. Um, Ooh, someone's okay. going to kick In your, your ass. ass. <laughs> someone is going to kick your ass. I told you, <laughs> like, I, I'm really like disillusioned with a lot of stuff. Like, yeah, I'm probably going to get a fuck ton of hate for it, but who do you think should be in that spot then? Probably Bitcoin. Well, there's an argument. There's definitely an argument for that. Absolutely. I think that they have the most to offer as a tag team. Um, I think that the next up from there is uh, members only. I think that those two teams are going to have a series of just absolute fucking batshit tag team matches, hopefully sure. in 2023. Um, I can see like a ladder match being one of them. Uh, them like- going fucking crazy. Um, there's those two teams can really fucking i think go and i think they're gonna they're gonna have a really great feud i was gonna say those those are like i feel like those are the two teams like right now they really are i mean like we you know we had like to start the year we had such a crazy tag division and i feel like things have kind of fallen off from that like we don't see um to infinity and beyond as much which is fine however they they do still pop up here and there um nine to five isn't really my i think i care about i think it's like uh it's very much like a, a super indie gimmick like i very feel like it's 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 a it's a gimmick that works perfectly for the winchester um but not something i want to see on the main show uh same wow. thing with balking season honestly like i love chuck stone i think that him by himself uh in a run could be really fun um and arthur MacArthur is just like a whole different animal uh compared to chuck so like i just don't I don't like them as a tag team as much as like I used to, I guess. Um, and I kind of want to see for a, guy I, named, for a guy named butters. You're not that jolly. 
<laughs> I want to see I want to see Chuck Stone and Arthur like uh, feud after they lose the belts. I feel like that's going to be like a breaking point. I want to see them feud. Uh, I want to see Chuck Stone and Arthur MacArthur uh, have a nice little feud uh, post title sure. run. For that. I also I also think that you, you got we got to get through the next seven eight months. I think when when we get like I, just the 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 economy, there's just things that are in play right now that are really preventing newer teams and, and, and more uh, um, creative booking. Um, so I think AIW is in a unique spot because they do have their homegrown talent that they can run these stories with. I think I, for, for things that you're looking for, Butters, I think, honestly, it's, we're going to have to just weather kind of like the down downturn. So to I speak. know that's what we had to do before, but I feel like, yeah. yeah. So coming out of COVID, we very much had to do the same thing. And then I feel like, that stuff kind of dragged forever. Some of it when it didn't Uh need to, and it dragged and dragged and dragged. And now we're back to, okay, now we're resetting and it's taking forever to fucking reset again to, to do another run. Like, I feel like it was way smoother before where like there was other stories that like drew you going through, uh, Mm -hmm. that didn't drag out consistently, um, and kept things hot when other stuff did have to drag or when there wasn't anything for certain people. Mm-hmm. Um, there was always still an interesting matchup or something, but I just feel like we're in another holding pattern, drag our feet phase that, and it felt it comes too soon after everything we've like built up and just blown off. It just feels like we dragged our feet to get to, to those blow offs. And now we're dragging our feet again to start new shit. And it just, things I don't are know. So, things are so hot this summer too. Yeah. Uh, anyway, back to the matches. <laughs> Hey, hey, we had a uh, scramble, uh, the good old AIW scramble. We had uh, Tyson Riggs, Sam Holloway, Riley Rose, Matt Cross, Chase Oliver, and Austin James. I enjoyed uh, it. I was surprised by the winner. Um, I definitely yeah. thought the scramble god Chase Oliver was going to pull it out. Uh, and uh, we call him not. something different now. He's He's the scramble god. He's the producer. He is the tv maven of aiw at this point chase oliver he is all he's <laughs> uh but i i like what i'm seeing out of sam holloway i feel like i guess get- i met him i met him in person mm-hmm. at, at the after party oh my he's huge he's he even gives, bigger than i thought he gives off mike awesome energy i feel yes. like i, I want to see him powerball motherfuckers off the top rope uh i i could not agree more he's, he's massive yeah, he gives me Mike Awesome vibes. I feel like he needs to be more confident in his body and not wear that singlet. Just get himself some trunks and just fucking be Mike Awesome. And just fucking, he does that dive over the top rope. He's very That athletic. is actually the best and most positive thing you've said all day. And I love Come it. Come on now, John. That's not true. I've said lots of positive things. I, I've also but I couldn't said, agree more. I've also said lots of, of, of other things that I feel like people might need to hear. I don't know. I get yeah, it, I'm but probably, I also I I could not agree more. I, I love defender, the, the you. size of that kid. He is he is a big hill jack type size guy, and I really do like what he's got going on. I do. They, it's, they do they do bear a resemblance, huh? Don't they? They do just a tad bit. Yeah, I just uh, I feel like he he's got something like I, I I said before. Maybe put him under a mask, but then I'm like, no, that's not. He doesn't need a mask. But like the more I've seen him do stuff, I'm like, he gives me Mike Awesome vibes. He could like, be El Ninja Hujo. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh my god. Hey oh. 
I love it. Yeah, I just uh I just want to see him wreck dudes like uh let let him powerbomb Tyson Riggs off the top rope. Uh <laughs> let me let me see some shit. Like uh I think he could do it. It'd be fun. I like that idea a lot. But let him powerbomb Riley Rose off the top rope to the to the floor through a table. It'll be good stuff. Uh I bet and I think Riley would be up for it if he did. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure he'd, he'd be all about it. <laughs> all press is good press. I think he would love it. So we got three matches left and uh, th- this match was the longest of those three matches and uh, good old Matt Cardona having to have a 20 minute match on a, on a show that's already running late. Uh, so Matt Cardona, Wes Barkley. Uh, round I loved two. it. I love this match. I love it for Wes. I love the way he, that Cardona brought the belts out. I was confused. I go, did he steal those from everybody before he came out? And I heard he had them made for himself. Good for Cardona to further the gimmick. I Love the match. I love that Wes went over. He deserved it. I like. I. I. I think Wes is is that level. And when he finally turns on Bishop, it's going to be amazing, or vice versa. I. I. I love it. I think. Uh, I, and I will not. I will not run this match down one bit because I thought it was very, very fun, and I was glad to watch that one. I love seeing people go nuts. I'm not sure why it all of a sudden fell under intense rules out of the blue because. I'm pretty sure it wasn't announced as an intense rules match, uh, but they just started using weapons. So don't uh, don't, don't worry about it. It's fine. <laughs> I, I guess, exactly. you know, there's no, no logic here. Um, you know why it happened? Because shut up. <laughs> That's exactly right. Enjoy <sighs> it. Just take it and enjoy it. It was great. I, I also no, don't thanks. care. I don't, I don't enjoy Cardano whatsoever. So this was just, I don't care for torture. either. This is just I don't either, but I, I, I really like, I love a WWE style match for Wes and he did a good job with Cardona and good for Wes. Good for him to get like, that. I'm not mad. Wes got like a big match, but at yeah, the same yeah. time, like we've already seen this match before. It didn't it, need to be this long. So I, it, it just didn't need to be this long. That's, I don't know. I don't, that's the gist of it. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not going to say anything else. I think, like I said, uh, good for Wes getting the win. Good for Wes getting that big profile match. Um, fuck Cardona. I don't care for him. So. Get that dub, Wes, the young I, king. Get the dub. I saw Cardona in backyard wrestling when I was a kid. <laughs> huh. So the match Channel 70 that, public access. The match that everybody was talking about coming out of this show, the match that was worth $60, AW intense title three-way, Derek Dillinger with Ziggy Heim, Kaplan, and Matthew Justice with Bill Alfonso. They only oh. went about 13 minutes, but goddamn, if this wasn't uh, the craziest, funnest fucking match uh, possible, uh, they went out there and said, uh, follow this. And unfortunately, Bishop and Stevens, they tried, but uh, I don't think they succeeded at all in this. Uh, I mean, I mean, you knew things were going to get crazy because they oh, for sure. I mean, chugging knew- orange juice and eating baby aspirin all after all evening before the show started. <laughs> so, I mean, he was ready to bleed. I think Justice hit his face against the corner of a of a bleacher. He comes up. I was sitting in the like in that like a little room overlooking everything, and he crawls up and he asks Justice asks a fan up top of those steps to borrow their phone so he could see if his eye was still in place. That's what he goes to this girl. He climbs up. He goes, "I need to see the selfie side of your phone." Before Derek and Kaplan came up, mm-hmm. so he could see if his eye was still okay. That's yeah, how ridiculous he, actually, he took thick. a chair to the face. That's the, yeah. uh, off the uh, uh, when he was on the top rope. It it, yeah. uh, it caught him pretty good. So it, and then, 
And then, and then Derek hit that Tower of London off the top to the apron. Yes, which was that fucking was crazy. Gross. Like so wild. This was this was like I said. This was the match of the night. This was worth everything. This was fucking. I mean, Kaplan so much hitting blood. The, the ramp. Kevin yes. missing everybody and hitting that that thud. Dude, the when thud he hit the and ramp, just took a chunk of it out of the. It right. took a chunk out of it. Like and that, and it wasn't even where like you would think it would be. It was like a chunk where there was a two by four underneath that right. he fucking <laughs> took a chunk out of. He hit, and well, they, yeah, he hit one of the frames. And, and I'm like, they're gonna break this. They're they're trying to break this fucking ramp, and then fucking damn right they are. Justice DVD Dillinger through the fucking. Oh my god! It, listen, Fuck. that move was so reminiscent of Taz and and Bigelow, mm-hmm. and when they went through the way that the way that the 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 ramp broke, the visual. That's the visual you want forever. Like if mm-hmm. AIW had like an opening intro to their show, you know, to start all their broadcasts, that's the end before the AIW logo pops up. Those two falling right through the, the ramp. That was one of the most impressive looking uh, spots on any service, not any streaming, not TV. That looks so good. And Fonzie's face when they went through and all you saw the feet dangling out of the top of the ramp. I mean, Steve Guy ran over the, the, the announcers. It was wild, man. Just the look of that was so it was so good. It was so good. Yeah, the uh, I think uh, the two of the, the best highlight moments for AIW for videos like that is definitely Justice and Bishop going off the balcony. And then now yeah. that uh, uh, Derek and, and uh, Justice going through the the stage so and the and the stomp onto the belt when justice is bleeding all over the place derek picks the belt up after he gets the pin and the belt is just covered in blood Mm -hmm. and he is just derek is oozing i mean his you could not see where his face began and the blood start like it was i mean crimson mask and all those terms but oh man that was that that match was i don't think people caught their breath for the next match which was unfortunate yeah i mean on such a sick visual yeah. Going going into the next match, like I was I was excited for this match. Like I love Eric Stevens. Um yeah. and like, you know, I guess I guess when you really look at it, you have Eric Stevens, you have Cardona, and you have Masha Slamovich. So they did have names on this card. So I may be a little bit more mistaken than I want to oh, give you credit to. Eric Stevens. Yeah, yeah. You free I think so, we, I think we yeah. But uh yeah, they you know for the absolute title, Josh Bishop, Eric Stevens, uh they went almost uh about 18 minutes. The crowd had really cleared out at this point. People were kind of, you know, that last match basically did a lot of people in. Uh, it was hard to kind of get people back into it. Uh, they tried their best. Um, I don't remember much from this match because it was just kind of like, I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm kind of done. Like I blew my load and that, that triple threat, that was it. So <laughs> they broke, didn't they break the 3D door though? If I recall they correctly. They did finally. Yeah, they, they did. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, they, they broke it some more. I don't think it's a hundred percent broke still. At what point do you consider broke enough? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I hope they threw it away so we don't have to see it again, but you never know. You know what you do when you burn down the Odeon on the 30th? You, you throw that on the on the firewood when the Odeon goes down. You get that one in there, too. So, Oh, that's um, how they're going to re, uh, re, 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 re... God, I can't talk. <laughs> it's an early renovate, recording night. Renovate the place. That's right. They're going to burn it right to the ground. Um, yeah, I, I liked, I liked Josh Bishop and, and Eric Stevens match. I loved it. Um, but unfortunately the energy was, it was so hard to replicate that kind of adrenaline after the match before you needed that. Now I get why, you know, WWE will put, you know, a, a stupid like comedy nonsense in between, you know, two really big matches 
And and we all, you know, we talk about that like that like come down match. I get yeah. it because you really needed it there, and and it just it just wasn't there. So yeah, yeah, for sure. That's uh, a thing that I've kind of talked about before is like the way that the the booking is as far as like uh, match placement. I feel like sometimes can be wonky with AIW, and then it, the the flow doesn't flow as good as it could. Uh, I mean. You could absolutely, I feel like you could absolutely make the Invincible style be a main event every so often. For mm-hmm. sure. Uh, for sure. Oh, yeah, I felt yeah. like you could have put Eric Stevens and, and uh, Bishop on before uh, intermission and then had that triple threat go on as the main. Um, I think that was proof positive right there that there's, there's times where that intense title is just nothing's topping that match. Uh, I think yep. that's, that's something uh, Derek and them strive for. And uh, they definitely, Hit a home run on that one. Yep. All right. Uh, well, I guess that's it for the the review. I'm assuming we're all going to go thumbs up, right? Yeah, it's still I, a good show. I will give it a thumbs up. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm still going to give it a thumbs up. Uh, like I said. Especially I, I, from that intense title match happened. How the fuck could it not be a thumbs up? Like I said, I had my complaints, but I still thought everybody worked hard, and I thought it was still a good show. Like, it just, I had some complaints. Mm. And... I got to vent those complaints here uh, and no matter how wrong they are, they're my shitty opinion. And I'm just some fucking random person on the internet. So you don't have to really listen to me. So wait, did you secretly take out Jayhawks internet so you could make your way on and do your opinion on this show? No, no, uh, honestly, the camera's going to back off and Jayhawks going to be tied up next. to I, <laughs> <laughs> I kind of didn't want to do any like reviews of this because I had such like crazy takes on it, but I'm like, you know what? Uh, maybe we'll get some listens and uh, we'll stir some shit up. So sure. Why not? State your opinion. Look, I, I, I don't agree with, with this, the harshness of it, but I, I understand <laughs> where you're coming from. Um, but yeah, I am one of the Kool-Aid drinkers. So, you know, I, I very rarely will. I'm there will with the flavor to... aid too, Josh. I'm not saying yeah. I'm not, I'm just saying that, you know, sometimes there's a fly and then the flavor aid and you got to point that out. Not just like, Oh, whatever extra protein and drink it anyway. I get it. Saying. I get it. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's your, uh, you, you know, you, you will, will you got it. You, you're the one wearing the helmet next time you go to the show. So, <laughs> <laughs> banned from shows i just have to watch one fight from now on right good luck finding them fucker <laughs> right right <laughs> all right uh so we got any other normal plugs anybody got plugs uh i got a new uh if you catch my gift episode out this week uh we talked about alex jones we had joe sposto on uh oh. i i edited it but i did not uh was not partaking in the uh recording um but uh, I was there in spirit. So uh, check that out. It's almost three hours long. It's really fun. Uh, I had a blast editing it. Uh, there's also the Patreon. If you catch my Griff Patreon, where they have exclusive episodes up, uh, we're going to be doing more. I'm actually going to start writing episodes. So I have about four that I need to do uh, for next year. So we'll see how that goes. Um, and I can't just uh, cheat and pull from Wikipedia. So it should be fun. Nice. Uh, what about you, Marcy? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at eGirlFemboy, boy spelled B-O-I. Find me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash eGirlFemboy. You can check me out on my other podcast, Sex Over. There's probably going to be a new episode soon-ish. When are we going to do Street Fighter with uh, Van Damme and Raul Julia? Um, oh, can I do that with you when you do it? The, so Six is coming out in like June, so maybe we'll do something around the release. Nice. Okay. 
Uh, what uh, do you got, Jiggled? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at uh, Jiggled12. Um, send all Monica. your hate for the things I said to Jiggled. Right. Do not send, send them to my Twitter. I love it. Send it. I said yeah, uh, controversy equals cash. Um, Jiggled will be a filter for you, brothers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to us. And uh, don't forget, this is the probably the last time I'll be saying new, but the new Twitter handle, IWGuide1. Don't forget about the merch store at Brainbuster Tees. Wear our faces on your body. Uh, they are the cool. We do have the coolest. I will say kudos to uh, uh, JCP Designs at the Butters for the idea. We do have the coolest logo in all of podcasting. I don't care what anybody says. Our logo is by far the best. Um, listen to our podcast friends, Pod Van Dam, for as long as they'll be on, probably until the end of this month. The Super Fantastic Podcast, which I, I'm hearing rumors they're going to be coming back with some new episodes. If you catch my griff, the aforementioned If You Catch My Griff, the A Show, at Odds with Wrestling, our very own Marcy's X Over. The card is going to change and roller wrestling cheers. And uh, please, our other friends, JCP Designs, the official graphic designer of IW Guide, PWPonderings.com, Time Capsule Toys, Toy Hio, Big Starks Brand, Set Tap Photo, Smoke and Jay's Barbecue, the best barbecue in Ohio, and Kayfabe Collectibles in the new in the Florida office. And as I said before, I think he closed that Florida office, man. I feel like uh, he's working a real job now. He's got a he's got a real shoot job going. All I know is that he said that he's kind of not really doing the the gimmick anymore. So I'm like, I don't oh. know if we keep him in there or what we do there. So that, I was going to talk to you about that actually. Aha! Uh-huh. Well, Joey, if you're listening, you know we if you want us to keep it going, we'll keep it going. Um, he's a great yeah. dude, so I hope everything is going well for him. This was fun. I'm glad we got a chance to uh, do the voicemail. Thanks to all the voicemail callers who wanted to give us a shot tonight and get involved with us. So that that really makes us feel good. Thank you. Hold on, I got to come up with a really fun uh, quote to end it since I don't uh, I don't have a Bobby the Brain Heenan one. <laughs> Say something nice about AIW. <laughs> I uh, really hated the new uh, entrance ramp that Pedro spent hours and hours and hours working on. I'm just kidding. I love you, Pedro. Uh, You are a saint. Uh, The new entrance ramp looked dope. Hopefully, uh, the little minor things that you were upset about, you can fix. Um, And I'm sure it's going to look really fucking sweet at the Odeon for the last show. Um, So, yeah, uh, I love Pedro, and I think he is a... uh, a uh, guy that deserves so much more credit than than he really gets. Um, he's a wonderful person, and I'd love to hear him on the card is going to change, talking about stuff because I think he is uh, a huge part of AIW that uh, just doesn't uh, get enough love. So there, that's my nice things to say. I love Pedro. Nice. Have a good one, everybody. We'll see now, you next week. Now give us a quote as well. God damn it! I put my <laughs> phone down. That's. <laughs> Later, everyone. Later.